0: He
1: has a lot of free time on her hands, I feel like, because she's not busy, like Lady yeah, Gaga. Yeah, <laughs> She
2: used to, like, name search so hard, like, Charlie did.
1: No, the, uh, Charlie is very, I feel like, connected to the uh, fan base, but I forgot about, I wasn't really, I guess, following, like, Lady Gaga when she was uh, still that connected. <laughs>
2: yeah, I guess it was when she was, like, the Pope of Twitter and, like, Rihanna was, like, shit-talking Sierra like when it was like so kind of in its infancy like around this time
1: <laughs> I guess I do kind of re uh, remember some of those days I was I was there I guess but I feel like um yeah she's kind of she's kind of lost it in the sense of like yeah she's not like a twitter she's more of, like a I don't know, maybe a pinterest person I don't know what lady gaga gets up to she's trying really hard to like get on tiktok i think
2: just for like advertising purposes
1: yeah it's vital um tiktok <laughs> It is crazy. Um, before we get super, super deep into this like deep hole, like we, we are gonna go into, uh, um, I have a really amazing guest. I'd like to introduce the one and only Cobalt Farmer, who I've kind of started calling Kobe because that's like what I do uh, at the Digital Dago. Welcome to Here Comes the Backlash.
2: Thank you, Poolhouse. I've been starting to call you Pooley because I think it's kind of funny. Yeah.
1: I appreciate it. I like it. And I think, uh Kobe and Pooley, I think it's going places. Um, It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for joining me.
2: It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. I feel like this is a very underrepresented topic in this space, especially. <laughs>
1: yeah, this, I don't even know what to call this space. And it's just going to get even more demented because tonight we're going to take a, a, a journey to... Uh, a place called Art Pop. It's a universe in of, in of itself, I would say. And in, in, in this journey, we're going to also analyze a certain person named uh, Lady Gaga, which you're probably familiar with. She's very, she's not unfamiliar to, I guess, like conspiracy circles and whatnot. But hopefully we're going to uncover some like lesser discussed uh, connections and just explore it from maybe a, a different vibe than your average, you know bit shoot video although as i say that i'm like is it going to be that different because i pretty much sold on everything that were saying like kobe first before we get super uh super deep though like um tell me i guess just a little bit about yourself what should the listeners know how how would you like to position yourself as an anon on twitter
2: well i kind of face docs myself so hmm. i'm only like semi anon but true, true um i don't know i guess i started i honestly started on twitter as like a gaga stan account like 10 years 11 no 12 years ago and um it was like around like the time like our pop was like coming up and it was the first time i like had my own computer Mm -hmm. so it was the first time i was like able to like really like get on the internet by myself and between like twitter and tumblr at that time i felt like i got a really good sense for the album and like the people she was collaborating with and then Seven years later, Pizzagate comes around, and then I'm hearing all these names again. I'm like, oh, that's
1: interesting. I know her
2: from this.
1: (laughs) But um, yeah, I don't think a lot of the average Pizzagate uh, followers, and there are many, not all of them were super dialed in, I think, to the, uh, especially the art pop era. You know, I feel like art pop era is definitely for like, it's kind of for the stands, right? Like, I don't know. There's something about this era that's like very uh kind of cursed you know (laughs) well it was like a flop like
2: commercially exactly compared compared to like her other work
1: and then compared to like her more normie stuff like a star is born Totally, which I think, yeah. So, and I think like a lot of people are maybe are tuning in they're like, are you really seriously going to talk about Lady Gaga this whole time? And yeah, we are actually, because it's important, but because I think it's instructive. I think she's representative of a lot of things that are going on. And I think the R-pop era really, I feel like to me, it's like a harbinger of what was to come. Like there was like the kind of Lady Gaga that everyone's really familiar with. It's like the nostalgia version of Lady Gaga, like poker face and all that stuff, like a bad romance. And then like art pop sort of like the death knell of that whole era. Um, there's a term, th- you've probably heard it like imperial phase or imperial era that sometimes gets used where it's like, you oh know, God, like- yeah, she, this is definitely the imperial decadence phase where everybody turns trans
2: and <laughs> can't hold the government. Yeah, this is definitely like the fall of Rome Gaga phase.
1: Exactly, exactly. And it's also kind of the end of this, uh, it's the end of peak Gaga, I feel like in some way. She does come back, you're right. She's got this movie star stuff. She's not nowhere, but where she is now is... uh, (laughs) Involved in something called Global Citizen, like right, she's like very tied up in a very quote unquote New World Order agenda, and like she didn't necessarily start out that way, or certainly wasn't, didn't seem to be like congruent with that kind of organization or thinking. But it seems very clear now, in retrospect, that I don't know, she was always aligned with it. And our pop is the, in a way, it's her revelation of the method. In a sense, is where she really kind of goes and drops the the veneer and kind of starts to expose the entire apparatus that she's a part of. Oh, absolutely. Um, Kobe, tell me how. Tell me a little bit about like how did you yeah get into like Lady Gaga?
2: I want to say the first video I was like that like caught my eye in a big way. I think I like even saw it on MTV was like Alejandro. Hmm. So I think like around that time I was like, oh, who is this bitch? I'm very interested. But. I liked that she had like the religious imagery in her songs. I liked, I mean, obviously like Bad Romance was a big thing. Everyone, it was mm-hmm. like a soldier Boy of its time. It was like ubiquitous. It was everywhere. Totally. And then, I don't know, as I like came of age, um, she was more like, she even had like her own social network for a time, like littlemonsters.com, mm-hmm. that she really tried hard to like get off the ground. And then she had like that beef with Perez Hilton. Like I feel like she was everywhere from like 2010 to like 2012. So it was like hard to avoid her.
1: <laughs> for sure, for sure. Were you a big pop music fan before like you saw or got into Alejandro uh, or, or was that kind of like a uh, new?
2: Yeah, I was just, like a pretty like big t- I was I don't know, my music taste was like pretty like boring. I either listened to like what my parents listened to like Prince and Whitney and like hair metal, or like what was on the radio. (laughs) I I don't know, like I think back then it was harder to like find weird music without like
1: the mm. internet. Mm, that is definitely that's definitely true I think that something totally changed and I don't think any of the things you cited by the way are uh, are weird music at all that's, that all sounds mm, very no. awesome um, and actually I would say Alejandro to me it's very obviously like kind of like Ace of Base type song it's bringing like this kind of very Euro kind of pop thing although like then kind of laundered through this like Spanish, Latin, I don't know, like flirtation. It's weird and I think that she uh, like really nailed it. She, she did a lot of pop tropes and just like, really? It was an example of her ex- ability to execute. Like she could mm. do a product, like she knew what she was doing, you know?
2: She was really good at playing other people's hits.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's a lot of like kind of postmodern, like almost referential, like almost like a, a, a one-woman hall of fame in some right. way. It's crazy. But she is very talented. I have to say, like, I think that was what drew me to the hers. And in fact, it was like this performance on SNL that's really hard to find now. For some reason, she did, I forget what she did first, like maybe paparazzi or something. It's the encore song is like a love game, and she's wearing this weird fucking like orbital like kind of dress it's super fucking weird it's like rotating and she like sings like a minute of that and then she sits down at the piano and she's still wearing this like ridiculous dress it's like rotating around her was it she- like the bubble dress that Dorinda wore no, it was not the bubble dress that Dorinda wore, but I do love okay. the bubble dress and I love Shadow Dorinda. I will um, <laughs> I keep her. it made. Let's make it nice. Let's make it nice. She, oh, she wore like a weird, it was literally like a sculpture of the, I don't know how to describe it, like the globe kind of, it was like multiple concentric rings that were like rotating. And she oh, did yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she she did this like earnest rendition of like Poker Face that was like kind of improvised. She did the, this off and on in that like year, I guess, uh, in retrospect. But it was like um, like well, she poker even face. did that with Kid Cudi. Yeah, yeah, well yeah, she, yeah. Cuddy, whatever happened to that guy? Oh my gosh, it was really—it po- was a powerful performance. I was very really moved by it because I was like, Ernest, she actually was doing parts of Bad Romance, but the song actually hadn't come out yet. And so there was like these couple of lines where you're like, "What is this?" And then later I was like, "Oh," um and I was just like, "Wow, this like woman is actually quite talented." Like it's—it was interesting because the perception, of course, was she was like, like a pop, plastic pop star, like whatever. But I was really <laughs> by the her talent.
0: I still prefer a beer and whiskey with my friends on Riving Street. Oh, ho oh, 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 I'll get them hot, show them what I've got.
1: I saw it, I was like, this woman uh, could go places and her pace of output for those first few years was really like vigorous. Like she was like putting out a lot of music and it reminded me of like David Bowie in like the 70s, like that decade he famously put out like a record every year, kind of like Rihanna actually did do it, doesn't get enough credit for doing. She put out so many. When she was like
2: 16 years old. (laughs)
1: i know and so it's probably unfortunate i feel like there are stories that rihanna will have to like share and get off her chest one day but good for her because she's not working right now and i like i kind of love it i like she's like kind of giving a big middle finger to everybody by not putting an album out and like makes it a constant joke (laughs) and she's like never coming back you guys (laughs) she's never going back she said fuck you i have a lot of theories about well not necessarily about rihanna per se but about the i guess the music industry are you familiar with these like i guess music industry quote unquote like uh illuminati or like occult uh theories that have been going around for i guess a while like is that something you followed or were interested in at, at any point recently i became kind of interested in like the
2: whole dave mcgowan like weird scenes from like laurel canyon like
0: Mm
2: -hmm. the 60s i was pretty interested in how like the whole anti-war movement got like so derailed through like i don't know these do nothing druggy musicians and just um how somehow every one of them had like a daddy in naval intelligence or like at lockheed martin or something you're like huh Mm -hmm. that's interesting and it's kind of funny because it repeats
1: too, right? Yeah. I've seen some stuff for like- the Gaga's mom is a Verizon exec. There you go. His and Taylor Swift's dad, like some kind of like, I don't know, like venture capitalist. He's like a, some kind of Wall Street uh, type of person. I feel like the like hardcore scene, like there was like the 80s, like it came out of like Washington, D.C., like bands like Minor Threat and stuff. And all of those people, like Fugazi, I guess turned out to be somewhat connected to, I guess, military intelligence and, and defense and whatnot. I mean, it worked. What? It does work. I I don't think people have really uh, I guess like really made that much of a reckoning with like how much this stuff. It's kind of not manufactured, but it's like really, it's social engineering and it's very strange. It's not to say everything's necessarily social engineering, but I think a lot of society is, whatever civilization is, it is powered by some kind of like demon force. It almost seems like in some ways, I don't know how to quite describe it, other than to say, I definitely feel like there's more than meets the eye to the ostensible world that we're presented with every day and expected to just believe and swallow wholesale as it's repeated to us like every single moment of our waking lives, from birth to death, through like mass media, right? We're constantly being bombarded with like, a narrative of what reality is and who we should be and what like we are. Uh And these artists, like I mean, Lady Gaga, is a huge example. But everything, from, you know, from TV to music, literature, the evening news, like it's all like not evening news. I'm like seventy five years old, <laughs> but, like just mass. Media. Yeah, you sit down after work and you like sit down. You tune into your Dan Rather or what have you. Peter Jennings, what a gla- classic favorite RIP there's just this whole thrust of like programming that we are bombarded with all day long and we don't really internalize the idea that that's happening that much you know and so I don't think it's too crazy to like put some weight behind some of these crazy theories (laughs) Yeah, I think especially like more
2: recently we've shifted from like current thing to current thing so quickly and so abruptly
1: that it's like
2: a little easier to see
1: Exactly. Exactly. We went
2: from pandemic to race war to Ukraine to whatever the fuck is
1: going on now. UFOs again for like the third time in three years. UFOs. We are you, I don't want to dox you, but are you in the areas where there is like horrific smoke currently? Like, no, um... I'm in the Rust Belt. We had like a little, but it
2: it didn't like smell or anything. It was hazy this morning when I went to work, but I think it's just because it's shitty over here. I didn't, I don't know. I am close
1: to Canada, but I I don't know if it was that part. Interesting. It yeah. definitely wasn't Manhattan. That I've gotten, like, I have, like, family out in, like, kind of the, I guess, like, uh, kind of Western New York, where it was pretty bad. It sounded like there, but it's it's just weird. I don't, know. don't mean to derail this, but it's just, like, another current thing, right? It's, I guess, climate or fire, but just there's constant, like, traumas also. On top of, yeah, these ma- major narratives, I don't know so yeah you're right and you know who else carries that out is like celebrities they push these things like on us a little bit they carry it along they do a lot of carrying of these uh narratives especially nowadays and it's super transparent if you pray she's
2: been doing god has been doing that for like well over 10 years like she was one of the first like really carry water for like Mm -hmm. gay marriage and whatever rabbit hole you think that let us down we're there so i mean a major driving force behind that i think (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. speak on it. And I feel like that egg that she brought out like the Grammys almost was like, that is like the birth of trans kids like right there. She hatched them almost in this weird way. I saw a tweet. I can't remember who it was, but it was some like, uh, like some right wing dude that was talking about how born this way, that kind of mentality really justifies things like, uh, I don't know, just like trans kids. We didn't come here to talk about this necessarily. I don't know how you feel about this particular topic. It made a lot of sense that this kind of mentality reinforcing this idea, I guess, Of it's a birth. It's kind of like a birth Right almost, and it's almost like a class in and of itself. I don't know, the thinking has shifted on it, like just what makes like a gay person or a trans person a lot. I think, even in my lifetime, it's shifted a lot. And I think that this kind of uh, effort, even though I like I love the of course the message of acceptance, like I'm not against people being mm. accepted oh obviously. And it's like a pretty good song. It's actually not my favorite ever, and I think it's way overrated, but like, I think it could be like, I like when she does Madonna, it's fun. <laughs> well, that's the thing, but you mentioned before, like the I don't know, just kind of re- creating the past like that song was so obviously paying homage to Express Yourself and it was so strange and like disingenuous to act like it was a surprise I was baffled when that happened I don't know I think Madonna was too (laughs) <laughs> well and madonna and i feel like they're supposed to be friends and to kind of get into this maybe some of my schizo theories here to set up pop. like i think madonna is like a blueprint in many ways for who lady gaga is and i think it's nefarious i think that there is i struggle to articulate this because it sounds so crazy but i feel like there is a concerted effort by a kind of like a, a secret religion, let's just say a secret religion that isn't even that secret because we know a lot about it from, like, They a church in uh, <laughs> the Virgin Islands. They're going to turn it into a resort. Exactly. Exactly. The churches, yeah, worldwide, in fact. And, uh, yeah, the Holy Land apparently is Ukraine for this, for this religion. There's, like, this sort of secret side to it. I really do think that there is, that uh, is trying to channel some, to kind of recreate some kind of, like, horror Babylon I keep having to say it's so embarrassing John Whiteside Parsons is this kind of famous like occultist who uh was a rocket scientist who like blew himself up on accident during an occult ritual but his whole obsession when he was in like the OTO which is this well-known I guess kind of occult organization like the Alistair Crowley was leading at the time like he he was trying to recreate or invoke or kind of channel the or of Babylon, or that he called her the Scarlet Woman, and I feel like it's this kind of like avatar, or this kind of human incarnation, or possessed. Super
2: Bowl performance.
1: Exactly, and I exactly, and I feel like it's, and maybe it's not just one person. Maybe it's like many people trying to embody this energy they believed in these kind of emanations, these like forces that they could contact that were semi-intelligent or semi-cohesive as identities. And when you start to understand that that's what they believe, and then you see uh, an artist like Lady Gaga, who from the beginning, like, like she was always being like super occult, you know, she was doing like these like gestures with her with her hands. The famous one was like the like Eye of Oris, uh, like putting her her hand over her eye in a variety of ways. The lightning bolt kind of imagery that she did, she was copying a lot of things from David Bowie, who is like a yeah. magician, you know? Like she came on like kind of not even trying to hide it, but trying to like kind of like flex it. It was like mm-hmm. surprising, I don't know. It sounds crazy, but none of it's like illegitimate in my opinion, you know? Yeah,
2: she was just, that was just more imagery. She was like rehashing in like that postmodern way. She was
1: just picking and choosing. Exactly, and she is, it, this is true. Even on a very, like, kind of, you know, I don't know, just regular level, there's a lot of just strange, I don't know, like, the name Gaga is just interesting and, and kind of has this, like, lineage of this song, like, Radio Gaga, by the artist Queen, and it's... a uh,
2: video in itself is just looked like a brainwashing ritual,
1: like, when they're <laughs> all on the stage and they're all in those white outfits. It is so weird. It's, it references uh, the film Metropolis, like a 20s film by Fritz Lang based on this sci-fi novel. It's essentially like a, a model of the future they're trying to build, which is a city powered by a bunch of drone workers who live like at the base of it and just toil away to create this paradise up on top for like the like elites and like they're like childbearing like slaves women, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's pretty trippy. And then there's this kind of like cybernetic woman that they all worship that kind of, fulfills the role of kind of this avatar or goddess like chief architect of the like the longhouse it's a really trippy uh reference and to he see that was it was pretty surprising and i believe that she does reference that film in, in the applause video if i'm not mm. mistaken i don't know do you have any like preconceptions like i guess of lady gaga in this kind of dark-sided way at all kobe
2: Even like when she would put her spin on it, when she was working with like Marina Abramovic and then you'd like go back and like see the other stuff she did at the time. And like when they met at like, or they like were at that Hamptons party and like they're eating like this cake of like a woman's body and like fake Mm -hmm. blood Mm -hmm. with some other like avant-garde stage production guy, I forget his name, I think it's like Roger Wilson or something. Who's also like a freak. You see. It's totally. like I don't know. They were doing spirit cooking before spirit cooking was like in the boomer zeitgeist.
1: Exactly, and and she, I mean, so spirit cooking. I guess let's start with I guess Marina Abramovic. Uh, I get yeah, so let's let's start there. So the Green Bromovic connection just starts like before the art pop era for Lady Gaga. For those, I guess, not familiar, our pops coming at the heels of really big successes for like Lady Gaga, right? Like she's had the whole era that kicks her off. And she her songs are good. I have to say, Lady Gaga, for all the artifice, for all the satanic uh, imagery or what have you. They're well constructed. They're hits. They're banging. They are popping off. They're. She has a lot of good ones. Starting with like the you like just, the ones that have never come out, like the one she gave to Addison Ray. Nothing
2: on but the radio.
1: That is such a okay. That is such. I know f- it's such good a good song. I remember like my like iPod and like, and, and I was not in high school, I was like my late 20s. Like, you know, when all this was starting, I have to, like, I am an, an old man, but I can still, you know, I think appreciate <laughs> the of pop music, right? And I had this iPod that had like, all these like fucking uh, like rips of like, yeah, like nothing over the radio. What was that? Uh, uh, dirty Ice Cream. There was like a colour. and Grease. Butter and Grease. Blueberry definitely.
2: Kisses. Oh, I, I don't know that one as well. It was Uh-oh. kind of like it was more like God.
1: Uh, it kind of had more like a paper gangster vibe, like more nice country studio, <laughs> nice singer like, you know, a songwritery. Well, yeah. So, and I think a lot of people don't know she uh, kind of started as like really super like Nora Jones, like very like bar queen, totally. And that was like yeah, she evolves into like kind like yeah, like kind of like yeah, exactly like bar like rock. I don't know what to call it. Just kind of like uh cabaret almost yeah bar cabaret kind of you know like she was trying to do this very like lower east side uh just hipster mid circa you know 2005 six the og dime square girl she was (laughs) playing as a poor girl with these rich parents you nailed it oh my gosh and it's Like like she was the blueprint for all these girls absolutely and she was and was shown there was like yeah she was kind of trying to like larp i guess maybe a little bit like all of electro clash like this kind of era in new york and worldwide that kind of preceded it this like hipster phase of like ironic 80s kind of uh fashion and a lot of a lot of actually good dance music definitely like she was like a response or like an evolution of that uh i was listening to like scissor sisters for some reason uh recently and it was like definitely that's like the vibe of where she was like kind of coming out of um so she has a bail deal, right? Like she was signed to like Def Jam and like did yeah. not go anywhere. And then she hooks up with this guy, but she somehow does end up with another deal, uh, Interscope Records, which is like, it's totally like a weird, and they're, they're just like an enterprise of their own. Um, they
2: have a great logo. Everyone should go look at it.
1: Yeah. That's what's dotting the I it's okay and it's very pizza gay and i guess yeah we so we should get into the the problem so she's gone through this whole phase right she's gone through many eras the whole Lady gaga uh just incarnation is just like this very uh carefully constructed vehicle i guess is what i would say admittedly so i don't think she like really disputes that but i think it's full purpose or like aims weren't kind of really fully revealed until this era it didn't become quite so obvious there was a lot of signals but uh, as she comes out of the born in this way era where she's had these big hits she like starts to well first of all does she meet marina abramovic first or does she hurt her hip first i can't remember the which is Um,
2: she met her in 2010 like around the same time jay-z met like at that the artist's present thing that's when they all seem to Mm meet her the people that she said on interesting career diversions in 2013 they seem to have met her in 2010
1: Mm-hmm. Can you describe Marina Abramovic, I guess, for people who aren't familiar with this person? She's um, one of those, like,
2: classic things that America does. They take, like, an immigrant from Eastern Europe and, like, weaponize them culturally. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, I want to say she's Serbian. I just know she's Yugoslav. I don't know which part. Yeah. I think Serbian but she's like a quote unquote performance artist. And one of her exhibits, the one where like all these celebrities, I think first took notice of her, the artist is present. She would just like sit in this chair and at this museum and there would be an empty chair like directly in front of her. And you'd like sit there and you try to get her to like do something like the Buckingham palace guards. And she just like wouldn't move. (laughs) it was like not really my vibe
1: yeah uh are you an art bro
2: at all kobe i feel like i have like a working knowledge but i think a lot of it is just like now is just like money laundering so like once i like know it is that i'm like okay and i move on i don't like get too invested in it like i learned my lesson with like getting invested in like jeff Koons and like marina like when gaga was promoting this album like her collaborators turned out to just be very sus to say the least.
1: Interesting. When this was uh, kind of happening as she was kind of starting to work with these people, did you like kind of look into Kuhn's Oh, side?
2: I was interested in it. She could shit on a plate and I'd be like, oh my God, I love this. This is so good. You were a diehard- I eat up cheek to cheek. I love
1: that. <laughs> but we Yeah, we will get to the- weird Tony elder abuse era. Elder Abuse Era, the, the beginning of her Elder Abuse Era. I don't think it's over. Well, yeah, true. Yeah. No, it's not because she's on that Papa Joe Council. <laughs> she's still a bit using Papa Joe. I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. So she, yeah, she starts working with this kind of woman who's doing those things. And I guess not only is uh, a Brahmin Bank. She's like a, again, yeah, like a confrontational artist, right? She's pushing the limits, I guess you'd say, of like boundaries between like performer and like artist or whatever. A lot of people think performance art is like bullshit. I think it's interesting. I think her theory is essentially that when she enters, I guess, like this performance space, like her, she becomes a performer she's basically invincible i think like she's a god but i think there is something to the idea of uh living without kind of fear i I understand what like the ostensible kind of vibe i guess in a sense where it's like okay she's like as gaga describes her in numerous interviews a limitless woman like she has like kind of like figured out a way to like kind of con the world like you can think you know the performance art is bullshit but she's really fucking rich from it so like whatever she kind of won the game In that sense but she's also like a witch <laughs> like i don't know i feel like she is she's also a like a
2: shaman Yeah. <laughs> okay fair fair and she goes uh, to like the ancient tradition of an artist and performance
1: exactly which honestly like fair because i think that's kind of what i was saying almost or beginning to say maybe in the beginning with this idea of programming like the kinds of media we receive like art is kind of just it descends from yeah like really does come from ritual it really is a form of 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 magic of kind of channeling and expressing the heavens the first
2: people to really like channel media to their ends because it's a very new format in terms of like human history modern media Mm -hmm. um were the nazis and they did Mm -hmm. it very effectively
1: Mm -hmm. exactly exactly and had it's more known now but had like a very systematic a a deep religion they had a very strange kind of hidden religion that maybe wasn't really well known at the time and that's exactly kind of what i'm saying could happen today is that you could have people operating without knowing the, the full extent of their uh connections or beliefs in certain things uh and I don't know, as Oprah said, when people show you who they are, like, believe them. So, Abramovic is giving a lot of signals that maybe indicate she's kind of... think another of, programmer right there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and it's all the same kind of, like, right, like, same world of, like, uh, art and, like, New Age and, like, tech and, like, philanthropy. And it's all these, like, and one what, global citizen or whatever. And it's all this kind like, of... I'm
2: surprised Marianne Williamson's not in this mix. Like, she should be all over this with, like her age work and her general yeah, uh, spookiness. Like one of the ghostwriters for her book was like an MK ultra psychiatrist or some bullshit like that. I, <laughs> I, I tend to ignore things about her because she's not going to go anywhere politically. So I just
1: like, I let her, I let her talk her shit. Exactly. It's just fun. She's, I think she's interesting. I definitely think she's not serious as a politician, but is definitely would like be fun. I sure I would love it I'd I'd love it and I think that's maybe the why uh Gaga's not associated with her at least currently I wonder if they have ever done anything because like she's a threat to Papa Joe who she worked clearly Papa Joe is a the puppet figurehead of this uh criminal the criminal political side of this enterprise right like he's the head of the uh executive branch and i think like she i mean there's she's did a hostage video with him where she like having like re, i don't know that video that you shared with me with lady gaga and uh and joe biden I, I will put it i guess in this show notes she's like just talking about her sex abuse like and they're talking about until it happens to you it's a very weird weird Was disturbing her or oprah um, this was like she's on his she, lap she did it a lot it was this was okay this was Lady Gaga in Joe Biden's lap talking about how she's a sex abuse survivor and it's the fucking weirdest I mean she's like in his lap okay she's sitting like on the sofa next to him and her like legs I think are draped over him. it's very intimate position it's very weird it reads like hostage video to me I, I think I don't know who's the hostage honestly I can see actually either lady- <laughs> but it's a little mutual hostage situation it's very creepy but it's like definitely like probably why Marianne Williamson doesn't figure into this because the Democratic Party is a, a part of this criminal apparatus I think it's part of the facade of it or anyway um, they definitely more effective at social engineering than the Republicans
2: I, I yeah I think Republicans are a part of Re- it too Republicans like, oh yeah they try harder but I don't know we saw it in like the midterms they didn't the voters to really respond to like their social Mm -hmm. engineering initiatives so well. I don't know, they just gotta be a little more gentle. They gotta be more gradual like the Democrats, like have like a 10 year plan, not like a two year plan.
1: Well, maybe that is part of the plan. Maybe they're engineered to be uh, not so good at things.
2: I know the effects, the aftermath, the trauma, psychological physical mental
0: it was launched by biden and president obama in
1: 2014 an effort to end sexual assault on college campuses
0: well it happened to her she's shown enormous courage
1: and the duo are
2: urging everyone to speak out but we're here to remind you that it's important to reach out to someone in your life that you can trust and to know that they will be there to help you there will be someone to
0: listen because you know what it's on us.
1: But there is this QAnon like adjacency, right? So, like, um, Marita Bramovic is. It figured heavily in this QAnon, and it's not QAnon, I guess. This was before that Um, Pizzagate, and also in QAnon kind of mythology, like this whole idea of like spirit cooking. Um, Do you want to give a description of spirit cooking? Do you know anything about it? It's kind of creepy. I just know she would like have these dinners
2: at the Podesta's house.
1: Mm-hmm. There are these ritualistic dinners that I think some people say they eat babies at them. I think they simulate eating various human flesh. Maybe human flesh. There is actual blood like involved. I, I saw a video of it. It was really disturbing to watch anything about this. But it was this film with them getting ready for the spirit cooking that she had produced and like writing weird shit on the walls in blood, like very Charles Manson vibes, which is like super chill and cool for a dinner party for a prominent politicians, chief of like, whatever, fundraising. (laughs) It's a little bit weird of a vibe, right? So she's involved in all this. She's uh, this woman who's a pretty big and figurehead in many different kind of aspects of power and influence. And she's up to kind of just, at at the very least weird shit, I guess. Let's just say. She's got her
2: hand in a lot of pots. Like she, when Microsoft tried to do the Apple Vision Pro a few years ago, she was like the spokes model. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, that's who you want depicting your augmented
1: reality is it, the Serbian yeah. witch. Serbian witch is a perfect description of uh, Marina Abramovic. There's plenty of content on her, I guess. But she, to me, seems to be a sort of a... I don't know how to describe it, but like a high initiate, a priestess in some kind of... Maybe even... It uh, doesn't even necessarily, to be honest, have to be a organized religion, in a sense, because I think she's attained some kind of power. And I think... We know for a fact that Lady Gaga, like, goes to her in 2013, I guess, at some point. I think maybe this is after the, the hip where she, like, has this horrific accident, right? Like, on like, stage. Like,
2: predicted in one of her earlier music videos, Paparazzi. Mm-hmm.
1: mm mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. Do you want to describe, like, what happened? Or, like, one would- of the scars guards pushes her off a balcony. <laughs> I think it's the one that was in Pretty Little Lies. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's Nander,
2: Skarsgard. Yeah, yeah so uh, It's it- like her abusive boyfriend pushes her off a balcony, and then there are, like, all these headlines of her, like, in a wheelchair, like, Gaga is finished, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, this comes to pass, like, three years later because she breaks her hip.
1: Exactly. Again, Alexander Skarsgård plays like young Joe Biden in this video, I think. <laughs> like he's the boyfriend, but younger. But she does kill him. Um, which also the, there's a whole that's allusions to this other whole thing we can get into in a minute, like Lena Morgana. There's a lot of she loves hit. killing her
2: boyfriends so too.
1: Killing people, videos. she loves people falling from things, she loves breaking hits. Like these are all like I feel like common themes in her career. Um, and I don't know, I feel like it's I don't know. I feel like she was struck by God. I'm not even kidding. Like, I feel like something came to like stop Lady Gaga because it was this. It was her
2: Icarus moment for sure.
1: Absolutely. it's And I know it really is interesting. I, I just think of the uh, artist Patty Smith from the 70s who had a similar kind of like run in a lot of ways. She was a kind of, I think, a very good artist. Like she was kind of approaching, I think, kind of her own kind of priestess status, much like I think Lady Gaga was, where I think through their like success and their art were kind of transmuting reality for themselves. I don't know how to describe it in any other way, but I think in some way it was dark sided enough that they were struck by God in both cases because Patty Smith uh, fell from a, a balcony, not balcony, that was Nina Morgana. She, she fell from like a <laughs> stage of like a, a concert arena, like in Florida or whatever. She like broke, I think her back in that case, but she was kind of like, I think, humbled in a way i think in an interview she said and i think i don't know that gaga was humbled but she should have been by this incident i feel like in fact she doubled down on everything. yeah if anything
2: she was emboldened
1: <laughs> it's so bad and so then she calls up her good old friend though serbian witch marina abramovic and says like hey like can we do some like, like exercises together quote unquote it, it, I don't know. I described it as like an initiation ritual. Did, did you saw, so you saw the videos of uh, like they're working together, right? I
2: remember watching it at the time. Like it was like a fundraising video for I don't know what she was raising money for. That time, woman is always asking for money, but she was like naked in a river, and she had to like they like dropped her off in the middle of the woods, and she had to like find her way home. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. It's done in a lot of things, but, like, initiation rituals in, like, uh, I guess, like a secret society, like a Fremont Mason type of situation, and many others. It's uh, East and West, really. And also in, like, MK Ultra situations, you do that to kind of, like, simulate uh, sort of, a, I guess, in some ways, a death and rebirth, whether you, like, kind of have to find your way. It's kind of like a bonding exercise in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the program. You the Geronimo skull, you... Mm-hmm. find your way out of the woods exactly exactly it's and it's a yeah it's a disorientation it's kind of a separation and it does it kind of simulates this like death this death moment which i also think is what art pop is an expression of i think it's an expression of her kind of death uh resurrection kind of initiation that she did with this weird Serbian witch and i know that sounds crazy but like everything about this entire era that unfolds after that is like so fucking disturbing it's actually a pretty Pretty good album, but I think it's a very uh, transitional moment in her career. It's a transitional moment for music industry. And I think it's also like symbolic of death in a lot of ways. There's death. Yeah, death it. for the current, what the industry was at that mm-hmm. time. Which I mean, and profit and profits. Uh, being a lucrative industry, being able to produce something physical, you know, um, a lot changed with the, the streaming area. And I think our pop, our pop, probably the last CD I remember. Like I I did buy like the R pop CD. I think I ordered it from Amazon, so I would get it like that. Like it came like that day or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I was definitely not buying CDs very often at that point. But I think I just wanted to have like the, the Lady Gaga. Oh, you had yeah, to get the like the foil embossed uh, Jeff Koons yeah. cover. Whatever, you know. Um, it probably. I don't even think, she's such a cheapskate. I I don't think it even came with bonus tracks. I think it was just a fucking album. No, just Japan. always, she's a cheapskate. Oh my gosh, her entire release. There's a bigger music market than us. I think that's why. And they (laughs) still love CDs. No, it's true. It's true. Japan's always been like that too. It's like always like had the coolest imports you could get. You know, peak CD era. But I think know where it became more common to just give away freebies like a lot like target exclusive like amazon exclusive. there's so many freebies and deluxe repackagings like get, gaga's like i'm out like i'm not even gonna fucking do i'm just barely gonna do the bare minimum barely and maybe not even that by the time the
2: album came out she hated it
1: <laughs> always and i think her she's a clearly a, i think artistic perfectionist and i think that comes through in everything else afterwards i think mean, she gets in the way of herself I and mean, maybe that's what changed when this this manager split happens uh, which is another kind of dramatic mark of this year like so she splits with her longtime manager who had been with her since the beginning of her you know success like she she breaks her hips she can't really dance anymore her dancing was pretty good like i think she was a good dancer i feel like before um not since i don't think she can dance anymore unfortunately yeah, not anymore god you know, the- love her I bet she regrets showing off in that dance class in Mary of the Night because it was like the last time she could move. I feel like we were publicly. <laughs> oh my God, it was just a whole dark episode in and of itself. And uh, yeah, I mean, she's coming off of like a several. I'm mean, just a very dark era, you know, it's not dark era, but like a big successful era. But it was very gothic, like her, her all of her music had this kind of like, I mean, bad romance. Everything has this very kind of gothic, I feel like undertone to it in many ways. Uh, you know, it's all about the like the monster behind the fame. Right. That's her whole like mm. the vibe. And so she's channeling it and maybe embodying it too well in some ways by the time she gets to our pop. Um, I guess, yeah. What did you, what was your impressions of R-Pop before it dropped? Like, do you remember as a fan, like, what you expected it to be?
2: I remember they were saying that it was supposed to be, like, more electronic. Like, a lot of people complained about, like, the rock aspects of Born This Way. Mm -hmm. And now, I guess, like, her next album is going to be, like, a combo of the two. It's going to be, like, 2000s Euro Dance and Rock. So, like, I don't know nobody can win but I don't know I was excited because I know that was like around the time I started like getting into like Azalea Banks and Grimes sure yeah so those were more like electronically focused like they were using like either house beats or more like ambient beats and Mm -hmm. um I think Gaga was definitely trying to like capitalize on like more beneath the surface trends because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't think in like 2012 like not everyone had like a bass drop
1: in their song I'm like three weird. years later totally I think it's still rings and grimes are great References, like I feel like, they are definitely people or two artists like even though they're working before our pop really, I guess drops. Like really, I feel like blossom in the wake of our pop, which people say wasn't really, it was a flop or whatever. It wasn't that influential. But to your point, like it was, I think, just a little ahead of its time in some ways. Like it was mm. ahead. Of- heavy dance record or album there's lots of very yeah super super big drops and it just it's produced by Zed and like uh just a lot of she she did work with some of her previous I guess producers not as much Red One I think this is like the end of like the Red One collab kind of yeah, but mostly, she worked
2: more with like DJ White Shadow
1: yeah there's a harder dance record I guess I'd say and like
2: Infected Mushroom did Aura mm-hmm. which like you could talk about that one because she I feel like she changed well like lyrically she changed that one the most because I know mm-hmm. this was when America was at its most Islamophobic and she had to change it from burqa to aura. And I wish she did it.
1: I wish she didn't too. And this is like kind of how the era kicked off, I guess, is like, because it came out even before, I think, applause, right? There was like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it leaked so early. <laughs> and I think people say she leaked it. Do you
2: think that's true? I think she leaked most of her. Shit, yes. <laughs> she,
1: I think she's like Charlie in that way. Like I, like a puck figure, like she's a little trickster. I think Charlie XCX, I, well, I don't know. I can't say for sure, I guess, always. She's a self-sabotage. I think she says it in her lyrics, so yeah, I totally believe she like, dropped like X World, for example. There's a lot, these artists of this post, and this is interesting because it's post kind of uh, the streaming era, it's a more of a bigger phenomenon. Like leaks were not a thing that big, really, I would say. It happened maybe, but it was not a huge thing that happened very frequently before the streaming kind of era. I would and now like, it's like. It's crazy how much product there is. It's just sitting on shelves. There's all these songs recorded that like never see the light of day or or just you know a certain percentage of fans like seek out. Absolutely like irresponsible in my opinion. Like what what's the <laughs> It doesn't even make business sense. You're putting money into it release, so figure it out. but um but I guess I don't know like with fresh enough scent off the hit anyway. so you <laughs> might as well release the duds that the gays like. Exactly. I think it's like, I guess they feel a saturation, which there's no risk of that with Lady Gaga's musical output because this really does begin the, (laughs) it gives the end of her like prolific period. She just stops doing a lot of like releases, uh, releases frequently after this. But yeah, I think she leaked that song. It's called, the song is called Aura officially. It was, the leak was called Burka and it's like kind of this song, it's cool. It's, I guess about her like, uh, I don't know, her like dichotomy of like a pop star versus her like real identity. So I think somebody, she visits a lot. I don't know, did you like the song? And why did you think it should have stayed Burka?
2: Oh, I loved that song. I think it was supposed to be like, it was like lined up to be the sequel to Telephone. Mm-hmm. Because in the demo, the opening was like, I killed my boyfriend and put him in the trunk. And mm-hmm. at the end of the Telephone Ooh. music video, they drive away and they kill the pussy wagon. Mm-hmm. After they like kill that diner full of people.
1: Mm, okay that actually makes a lot more sense i actually heard that the video be related but now that you say that that way it, it makes more sense because the song begins with her talking about killing somebody and that's how the album also does open she has this line which yeah i think on the demo it's like i killed my boyfriend and put him in the trunk highway 10 and now and then the like final song it's like, i killed my former so she like she former the the God God. It off. If, if you like yeah. list. It doesn't quite sound right. It It's it, it so interesting. It, it sounds like former friend almost. and the official lyric, it just says former. But it, the way it's kind of cut, it sounds like they just put that over the original vocal or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it kind of sounds like former, like former Hill, and I'm almost former. maybe, or former friend. The reason After that's significant to me is there's this like whole like. other fucking rabbit hole, because there's a million of them, called uh, Lena Morgana, who is this... I don't know this artist. Were you familiar with Lena Morgana uh,
2: at all? I just
1: was familiar as that
2: was like the OG like Gaga conspiracy. Besides the Jada yeah. penis. <laughs> that was like the OG Gaga conspiracy mm-hmm. that she was like a female collaborator. They had the same manager, and then oops, she ended up
1: dead, and then Gaga skyrocketed. That's the like the myth, and I actually questioned for a while if it was real. I think for a while I started to think it was made. The the person didn't really fully exists or was just I don't know it was some woman she's working with like this uh producer uh, Rob Fusari who's the guy who kind of did the first hits with with Lady Gaga he kind of helped make make her he's I don't know she always talks about this like phantom abuser I think that's probably him based on just like mm-hmm legal shit that happened between them afterwards. Uh, But she was also, this woman, Lena Morgana is also signed to his production company. She's from like Satin Island. She's like a Latina Gaga. Yeah, the the word on the street, right, is that she like kind of was the Gaga before Gaga, right? (laughs) Right. But then she dies tragically, like in 2008 or whatever, right before Lady Gaga becomes kind of famous right around then. Uh, But also right before she also fall off a balcony. She falls off the, I guess, the roof of the Staten Island Hotel, according to ChatGPT. I thought it was Brooklyn. <laughs> right? But I think she was from Staten Island. I did uh, double check that. So she's like, a, she's from Staten Island. There's a lot of theories about it. They did a song together. There's a demo called Wonderland that I think is really interesting. There's com- some compilations you can watch on YouTube where it's, you see the video of her, Lena Morgana, wearing like some kind of eye makeup or a kind of interesting headdress. And then there's Gaga wearing it. Um, and so it does seem like, At least to me, they were working with the same stylist or whatever. You know, Uh, maybe it was part of this production company. Maybe they were auditioning somebody to fulfill this role. It's kind of also something I have considered. Could be they're trying to find a twisted Britney Spears exactly it is not beyond the realm of comprehension that there is the that they were casting essentially that they created a vehicle uh, a role you know like it's masketeers but yeah dark sided and <laughs> satanic um so yeah so anyway so Melina morgana like the whole theory it ties back to this whole idea that she's a-, a sacrifice essentially that lady gaga like sacrificed this woman or was involved in her death in some way to benefit her career uh, which I don't think is impossible uh, at all. What's interesting to me is there are a lot of references to falling off of roofs and, and kind of murder and such a strange thing to do, which is why I initially thought it was part of her mythos. It was like a Paul is dead type of thing, right? Like, But I, it seems to be like this woman died and Lady Gaga likes to like reference it in weird ways.
2: <laughs> That's her just like laughing through the pain or just a mark of a guilt. Conscience.
1: Mm-hmm. Or this kind of like revelation of the method, uh, either by, yeah, she's somehow having to reveal these uh, or share these uh, kind of secrets almost in a way that was like a, a head nod or kind of like a. A middle finger really to people who are paying attention um i don't know i think it's strange so she opens this album talking about killing her boyfriend or her former friend it just brings to mind that she's a murder machine i actually called her before in in writing she like is the lady gaga murder machine at this point has already taken lena morgana it has taken alexander mcqueen because he just supposedly killed himself or whatever because he's sad about his mom dying it seems kind of weird to me i have r.i.p i just don't by that for some reason and she said very weird things about him after he died how he like guided her hand writing board in this way which is like a wild thing to say uh maybe true who knows and i think uh also clarence clements he was a saxophonist on edge of glory which i i've seen a video about that music video that's oh this is a whole egyptian death ritual it's really disturbing that's that man died also he was from uh some b street band, bruce springsteen or whatever he died uh after shortly after working with her i don't know that video was a
2: whole mess too. It wasn't supposed to be like
1: that at
2: all. Like it was supposed to have like mermaids and shit. It was supposed, she like, she either like fought with like the director of it or I forget who, but that video was supposed to be like completely different. This seems to be a common theme with her.
1: And it's interesting too, cause like who does make the choices at the end of the day for the Lady Gaga operation. Um, mm-hmm. There's one question I have. It does seem like a common theme because it's like, it's, I don't know, time two sided, maybe, or like she could be, I, I don't know, this whole idea of like Lady Gaga versus Stephanie Germanada, her real name. Like it kind of goes back to this idea. I know Beyonce has this idea of Sasha Fierce or whatever. Britney has had like these like alter egos. And there's a lot of conspiracies or these pop stars having kind of almost like, a mind-controlled split personality, which is the aspect of kind of like trauma-based mind control, essentially. Um, And it's kind of like almost being like she's expressing it or like, yeah, like manifesting it through, through her, like her work in a weird way. What would you have picked as the lead single for uh, R-Pop? For I really liked Venus. I like Venus too. I like Venus too. I've heard the demo of Venus I have heard and it feels like a little bit looser kind of. And I think it shows her, it shows that she overproduces. She's a perfectionist. She needs someone to stop her at some point and say, this is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a great, it is, it's kind of like, it's a big record. Like if she had not been going through the backlash of this entire era at the time, I do believe that she, that would have been a bad romance style song almost. You know, it has a very big chorus.
2: Yeah. And that wasn't, well, one of the, like the whole solar system lyrical part wasn't on the <laughs> demo that got leaked recently.
1: <laughs> the part where she says, don't you know, my ass is famous. <laughs> yeah. After it was like
2: around the time when she like did "Cake" by Lady Gaga or "Cake" like Lady
1: Gaga, like that's actually she's going good. off on all these tangents. <laughs> she got Nicki Minaj probably convinced her to get butt implants, and like she was just showing she like was so inspired, you know, she just wanted to write some some hits about her cake. Uh, that was a good one. She wrote a song called "Applause," which. I don't know. I've struggled with the record because it is good. It's technically a good song. It's well-produced. It's actually quite layered if you actually listen to it. There's a lot happening inside the production there, which lends itself to who knows. What is all this wall of sound? What is really going on with all these signals that you like don't even perceive? What is it about her being famous and addicted to drugs? It's a strange choice to me. <laughs> yeah,
2: I guess if anything it's like a good intro to like, yeah. the concepts of the album. She like, drops Kahula and she drops like like her dislike of fame or like where she's at. I, I don't really know. And she did it on like the fucking Today Show. So like, who knows? It's- That's like another bygone era. Like you don't see the girls going on Good Morning America.
1: You are right. That is a relic of that era. This whole idea of this, I don't know, the way she releases things in this era, it's very old school, one single at a time, spaced out by several months. Like the like I feel like nowadays they'll
2: it's rare for them to like announce an album 6 months out or like 8 months out, however long it was. And then like you said, do like a single a month with so much build up towards it. Normally you'd think you'd release a video
1: with every single,
2: but she didn't even do that, so no, I don't know.
1: She did the one for applause. It's filled with a bunch of weird images from like uh, Ingmar Bergman movies, like lots of surrealism. I guess it's supposed to be an introduction to like art pop, but it's like, what is it? What What is your impression of that strange video? I liked the video. I felt like it was like going back,
2: to, it was like Gaga staying weird and it was fun to like try to like pick out the references. Cause I mean, as like a teenager, I hadn't seen the seventh seal, or I didn't know about the cabinet of Dr. Calgary, or I didn't even see that Tom Petty video. She's, she's like clearly <laughs> mimicking even his cadence and like his movements when she's in that big top hat, which is something I noticed in like a recent watch of the applause video. She's got like a famous Janet Jackson outfit on. Mm -hmm. She references like some weird silent movie about like this frog and
1: I don't know, she's got a lot going on you shared that uh film i didn't did not know that reference it was a strange like 1908 it was very strange it kind of was like an alchemical like pro i don't know it was a very strange movie the tom petty video i didn't notice that either like i'd seen that video like as a as a, like, a little kid and it fucking fucked me up i don't remember like i blocked it out but like i saw something in an article referencing that and i was like oh what and i saw it and i was like oh shit that alice in wonderland video by tom petty and it's like they literally do like a kind of a spirit cooking. they ritualistically eat like a version of alice from alice in wonderland it's she was a cake like at that yes. um party she went to with marina exactly exactly it is exactly the same imagery that we will see you see later with that marina abramovic is doing it's weird and it's uh i don't know there's a lot in that one because alice in wonderland uh and wizard of oz are both kind of these common themes uh in this conspiracy about kind of mind control that is called, you know, like Operation Monarch is how it's referred to, but this idea that people and women, and especially like pop stars and 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 consorts of politicians and whatnot are kind of induced into these states and that I don't know Alice in Wonderland and Wizard of Oz are kind of representative of them and the imagery from those are kind of used in the programming to kind of like reinforce it uh, effectively like you know Wonderland being like this like altered state that they go into when they're kind of uh, under the control of the of their masters and kind of you know susceptible to their influence and, and kind of do whatever they say uh, or or Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz kind of the same kind of like concept where she's in Oz she's in her like kind of altered state or whatever um both of those <laughs> both of those are kind of re- reference in this uh applause era because she does like a wizard of oz theme for like good morning good morning americo oh, yeah with these these like outdated talk shows she's a whole ass production uh recreating like i don't know like the, their look it's very strange yeah
2: they used to be like i feel like they used to be like a staple for like big pop stars you like had to go on a daytime talk show and like do the lead single and then have an interview with meredith fiera or whoever
1: about whether or not I have a penis my fans don't care I'm right. so applause I guess applause just kind of comes out it's not really wowing people I feel like um and the whole thing's being sold I guess is like this combination of like art and like Music, it wasn't well she received. She was
2: trying really hard to like be intellectual about it and yeah. really like educate people. And like, I think people got the sense of that. And it was almost, I wouldn't say condescension, but it got there.
1: No, for real. Well, even in the applause lyric, she says something like something about people who, you know, who can read. Um, Nostal- Nostalgia is for geeks, but
2: some of us just like to read.
1: It's, some of us just like to read. Like, are you kidding
2: me? It's very pretentious. Sorry, man. Nostalgia is for geeks. <laughs> I Don't mean- look at what's going on right now.
1: The lyrics of it Are actually Quite nonsensical At at times But I actually do She does like a David Bowie Kind of like Delivery at one point And then like Another point she's doing Like um, Annie Lennox Like on this Lack of a bridge It's not really a bridge But she does these Like woo-oos Like towards the end That are very kind of Like reminiscent Of Eurythmics But she Or or Annie Lennox I guess Like solo career But she like She does it She's already getting lazy She does not write A cookie bridge Like a lot of her best hits Have like a really good Middle eight The, The bridge kind of has this like an interesting character charm that's usually a distinct hallmark i'd say at her songs and applause is it feels like a throwaway in in many ways you know and yeah after like listening to the tracks
2: that she didn't put on the album it's crazy that that was one on it and even that it was the lead single i'd like to believe that that wasn't her decision
1: I, i expected better from her at the time it marks this shift, right? Where she was like kind of on top of her game. She really was uh, cunning as an artist during this kind of peak phase prior to RPOP. pop And whatever happens, this break, you know, this accident. Literal break. The literal break, a little break of her career, break of her hip into this death cult by <laughs> Marina Abramovich, uh, question mark. Well, she loses that savvy. She doesn't seem like she has the same cunning and like market skills that she had. Um, a lot of people say that's like her manager leaving, but I don't think... I think that's yeah i have this theory that he was just like a figurehead. kind of i don't know her manager uh, like Pop- carter yes okay uh troy garter i don't know he came up yeah i and I, I he seems like he could be like a line-controlled like sex slave from illuminati he went on to like
2: uh work uh for spotify and do like vc so clearly got the payout he wanted
1: Exactly. I don't think he's doing a lot of hard work in any of those uh, roles, right? It's a perfect symbolic transition that he would go. He's there as the ostensible quote-unquote manager of this artist for her rise during this end period because this is like really the end of physical media music of the way the industry really worked i guess it's not really digital media at that point it's mostly digital download but there's a a model that they were still clinging to as an industry it's dying at that point yeah you had to buy each song so there was still like money (laughs) to be made and we're shifting into the new subscription-based model of Web 3.0 slash uh, Great Reset slash uh, New Normal, where you're going to be on a subscription plan. You don't own anything. own anything and be happy. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's no money being made. So we almost, like by default, have to have communism, I guess, because that seems to be the, uh, what's going on. Just today, there's like the, a report about how Spotify will never make money. Is, that's the case with all of these platforms that have been destabilizing all, like Amazon, I don't think, is even, maybe Amazon's profitable. I don't know. Most of these corporations are not ever going to be profitable, but they're stabilizing entire profitable sectors of the economy, uh, like a big wrecking ball or a big- Like the newer ones,
2: like Spotify, Uber, Netflix, they didn't have to be because they were just backed by VC money. And then once that ran out, they just- oh, look at this, oh, look at this. I don't know, they just did the P.T. Barnum thing where they just move on to the next thing in hopes that it would attract more shareholders. And I don't know, clearly we're like over a decade into that and it's not working. And people are just starting to realize that. So that's interesting.
1: It is very interesting. And all this brings up, I just should remind everyone, in the kind of details end of after this great economic collapse, right? Where they like everything failed and they pretended like everything got better, but I think they started laundering things into this, uh, this new economic model because they fucked up the economy. That's just, it's impossible. Right. But it, and I feel like in many ways over the last 10 years, there's a big shift culturally and our pop and Lady Gaga, like we're picking our pop here, but Lady Gaga is definitely influential. Right. And just like all of the like shift in politics and culture, uh, she's associated with everything that we like, that I hate today you know
2: yeah it seems like she's she's always there either in the background or at the forefront of just something fucking awful
1: exactly um it and- pegged it 10 years ago you wouldn't expect her to be sitting in front of every president, every former president or whatever, right? Like she, she, there was, I think that was after a hurricane in Texas. Like it was during the Trump years. She like does a concert for um, Bill Clinton, Jimmy Carter, and like, maybe both Bushes. It was insane. Like nobody should, I think it was both it was Papa Bush. She says Papa Bush, like they're both there. It's an insane like idea. Like you wouldn't have thought that in the Pop era, for example, when she was working with R. Kelly and like Terry Richard. Right. I don't know, but and I don't know. But now, now that we know what presidents, I guess, are really like, it's not that crazy (laughs) i guess they're all kind of working at the same company in a way uh it just shows like
2: how incoherent everyone's view of presidents are like where they can think hw like who's literally hitler three just is just some sweet old man from texas when he was from connecticut and trump is like the worst man ever when he's just some queenie game show host who (laughs) got us cheap gas and failed to do any coups like
1: what's wrong with that speak on it because her dad seemed i mean her dad gave money i believe to to donald trump and seems to be like the same like kind of milieu they're just kind of like mid-level new york city corrupts like people they're just doing their business or whatever like i don't know what her dad really does, but it seems kind of like corrupt, and like the whole restaurant that they run seems a little bit shady, whatever. It's interesting, isn't it, that like she got such so much vitriol for someone who's so much like her and the place that she came from. Like, because when Donald Trump was elected, she was very angry, I remember. Did she flip off Trump Tower famously?
2: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I feel like she probably one of the people who like tweeted about how much she cried and how she's scared for the nation or whatever
1: mm-hmm. well i shared that video with you right where she like uh she campaigned hard for hillary clinton like she dressed up like a weird dictator for her just she looked clean. like nazi mj it was kind of awesome it, it was actually it's interesting because i just realized though that it's like the same ex- that was all happening as pizzagates like basically blowing uh this that's just fascinating it seems like that's like spin almost or like almost damage control but then she's got so much proximity really now in retrospect to like to all of the stuff that Pete's Gate was about you know
2: yeah they had to like pull out all the big guns for Hillary at the end like I remember they had like some final concert Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. downtown where I live and it was like Beyonce Jay-Z and like a bunch of other people for Hillary wow and even Trump still lost Ohio by like 500,000 votes, or Trump still won Ohio by 500,000 votes. So that concert didn't do shit. I don't know. I feel like that was, that was the election. That was like the last typical election. Because all the things that they thought and used to work clearly don't.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. It it definitely feels like 2020 was not. It was like the last. I don't even remember the 2020 election, to be quite honest with you. It was a hallucination. It was a gas leak. I, I don't remember the election. I remember the day when everyone rejoiced when Joe Biden won, as if he was not a well-documented psychopath. <laughs> like a criminal, it was very frustrating. Let's talk. So let's just run through, I guess, maybe some more of these criminals that she kind of worked with, because we did mention like... Um, yeah, I feel like if we're, we could like
2: stay in the R world and then branch out to R. Kelly, but we could talk about Jeff Koons, because he was nominally in the news for around the same time, he was he like made a sculpture for Gaga's album cover for Art Pop, where she's like giving birth to like one of his glass balls. I don't know, he was famous for making like these balloon, metallic balloon animal sculptures. And he made a sculpture of him fucking his porn star wife, who later accused him of like molesting their infant son. And then she went on to be in, Italian, in, in the Italian parliament. She's a real interesting lady. He made a sculpture of MJ and Bubbles that looks like a Chinese buffet food dog, kind of. I don't know. He's got, like, an eclectic taste. But mm-hmm. one thing is, like, that ties to all those pieces. They're all just kitschy shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And she was, like, praising him as, like, the guy in modern art. And Mm -hmm. recently, like Epstein's like date book came out in the summer of 2013, when he would have been working on that sculpture. Epstein said, I'm going to Jeffrey's studio in New Jersey. So I wonder if he probably saw the sculpture, but I wonder if Gaga met him, which would be fun
1: in like a bad way. I have no doubt that they met. There's, like, almost no way that she didn't... Like, she's smart enough not to get her picture of him. Right. There's no way. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, and Coons, like, yes, yeah, she did. I, I'm i not, like, I don't know that much about, or I didn't especially then, I guess, know too much about, like, modern art, Uh, like, at all, I guess. I was tangentially familiar, I guess. I don't know. Jeff Coons, like, I didn't know him from, like... I feel like it's not a topic worth knowing a lot about because it's
2: all just housing rich Chinese people's money.
1: Like I knew what Art Basel was, right? I knew like, I knew about Art World, but it also does, it feels to me like a big fucking money laundering, like operation. The Epstein involvement is a clear illustration that it's connected to these networks of- Yeah, uh, it's in
2: some way nefarious.
1: Absolutely. I think it's a big storefront I think it's, and it's a good way of like laundry money because it's, you can control, it's like Bitcoin almost. Real estate. You get to control almost the value because it's like, you cr- it create a hype around the art that you manufacture that creates the value. And so you're engineering like these art pieces that are essentially currency that are worth real money, but the value behind it is completely subjective and it's all influenced through your own apparatus. So it's yeah. Like it seems like a really good deal if you take control of the art world. And I don't know Lady Gaga would be involved with it or like hyping it up and giving it a hat tip to it. It's like perfect to me because I think she's a part of the same like apparatus that's using the art world as like their kind of bank account. She's being used kind of as their like spokesperson.
2: Like if NFTs were out 10 years ago and she had R-Pop NFTs, I probably would own one. <laughs> I admit that. But like she would
1: have been all. Over that shit. She was supposed to have an app that was supposed to be the art pop, like, app. I don't know. Like, I was. It was like
2: such a clusterfuck. She had, like, some. (laughs) Like, I guess you could even call it, like, proto AI, because she had, like, that avatar, like, Mm Petka, or what it was called. And it was supposed to be, like, this virtual assistant or something. I don't know. When I, like, reread about it today, it threw me down this whole rabbit hole because. I know this time in her like musical career, she was kind of giving Elon, like she would deliver, Mm -hmm. like give all of these grand promises. Like I'm gonna put a chip in your head. I'm gonna make this everything app for my music. I'm gonna make this next social media network and none of it came to fruition.
1: She's Sonia Morgan, because she was trying to be like Elon Musk. Yes,
2: where is the toaster of it?
1: <laughs> there was there's the app, and what if Lady Gaga had met Elon Musk and he had like gone after her instead of Grimes? Would the Art Pop app have been the everything X app that Elon Musk wants to like
2: make? Like, she I definitely would have still one. been the
1: most followed person on Twitter. <laughs> I she was Musk money. I think Elon Musk is like a storefront in himself. I think he's a, more of a money man. Oh, he absolutely you know, is. I think she's auditioning for that in a sense. or he's, And she still is because mm-hmm. she didn't get the role of like whatever. She, she fucked up. I think something happened. She did not get the role that she was originally I think, being cast for, which was like a queen of hell or whatever. Like they passed on her. They passed on Madonna. They're still, I think, scouting their uh, their queen is my theory. But she did. So, like, no, she's got to like, settle for like an Angelina Jolie type Exactly. Position. Exactly. That's my, like, I think working uh, assessment and she's, but she is still very lucky because the industry, the music industry like uses people and spits them out. It pumps them full of drugs. It makes them talk to UFOs is kind of my theory and then makes them like uh, burn out essentially. And then throws them away. That's usually what they do. They squeeze people dry over and over again. And some people get to not have that happen to them somehow. And Lady Gaga is like one of the exceptions and like somehow survive they get to be like heads of states where they're like either urbano or they're just like washed up and dead it's so weird like
2: uh, madonna and britney where they're both making cracked out videos online like,
1: exactly and both kind of showing maybe like signs of hypnoprogramming like malfunctioning is that crazy perhaps britney
2: like, definitely madonna
1: you might be able to chalk it up to like senility but it's <laughs> still
2: it's still questionable
1: no way! I think she's actually. I my theory with Madonna is that she's smart as attack and she is absolutely doing it to be crazy because that's what she. The idea that Madonna is like doing something that's making people outrageous, old as time. Like she is, it's yeah. the same script. She knows what she's doing. But wasn't Gaga she doing did that great since great hairy armpits? <laughs> <laughs> was not Gaga doing like a, a weird thing on TikTok? It was for.
2: Yeah, my friend sent it to me because I try to abstain. That app is just too much, but it was for some makeup. I forget, like lip something or I don't know, but yeah. And I feel like now they
1: all have to because they're not making enough money from their actual music. And those are all, that's all fake. too. Those are all, none of that's really making money. It's all the business of doing business, making money kind of stuff. Like no one's.
2: Yeah, because it was initially only on Amazon for a long time and people Mm -hmm. were like, Jeff Bezos is corrupt. Like, Gaga. I thought you were better than that, blah, blah, blah. But, like, the woman was, like, Hillary's number one girl. What did you expect? Exactly. Like, she's going to cash in on that Bezos coin. Big,
1: big and when they're it's the same club right and then bezos and bezos who must go They're big rivals like bullshit they it's like it's a big davos kind of circuit that Gaga's absolutely part of she's working with terry Richards who all that people those people are adjacent to that too right they're almost like with the rung on the ladder that she used maybe in another sense to get to this like higher echelon of like un level power but like she, she like went like more despicable as that album went on she did, because I think, um, and maybe it's a humiliation ritual. Who knows? Because she also chose to work with R. Kelly, who, you know, is a complicated figure. We, you, you were like a young man at the time. Like, what was, you're still a young man. What was the, like, vibe with R. Kelly? Did you know who he was? Was this right after Trapped in the Closet or right around that, perhaps? Uh, yeah. What was your take on him?
2: Um, Like, everybody knew about, like, the piss video, and he was more of just, like, I don't know, more akin to like Michael Jackson. He was just like a tragic joke. Like he was very talented and he was just a freak. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't really like taken seriously. No one thought he was like a mastermind. No one thought he had like houses in Georgia where he trafficked girls where it later came out. But like mm-hmm. everyone just thought he was like, I don't know, crazy genius, crazy nut job.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's uh, like, I think that's, a perennial assessment maybe across across the ages because you're right, no one thought, well, although he married Aaliyah when she was like 16 and people knew that in like the 90s and 2000s, people knew R. Kelly was up to some shadiness for sure. right? Uh, I tend to blame the industry always because it's not good to traffic humans. I want to make that clear, I don't stand for it. Uh, But I don't think he could do that without complete, complicit support and probably like get help in doing so from his partners. Oh, absolutely. There's no way like
2: that singular man could do that without any help. Like Epstein didn't do that without any help. It wasn't just his great idea. He didn't just come up with that one day and let me go to
1: Yugoslavia
2: and go bring back some women. Girls.
1: Exactly. Exactly. They weren't his girls. Exactly. I say they were his girls, but I don't think they were just his. They
2: were on loan to him from
1: someone else. Exactly. And he uh, was involved in trafficking. Trafficking is not uh, a crime that one person is usually involved in. There's usually uh, many parties involved it. takes in. a village. <laughs> it takes a village. I just think like he was already pretty known to be pretty shady by 2012. Although, I don't know. I, I, did you ever see Trapped in the Closet? It's like this uh, multi-series. I literally only topic.
2: know about like the South Park version.
1: Of that. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> um, I don't know. If you watch Tra- Trapped in the Closet, it is it is a work of breathtaking Genius. So, I feel like I could see why Gaga maybe she's that through all I don't know, 57 chapters. I don't know. She maybe was like, hey, he deserves my collaboration. I, it, it's weird. And then she was a song called Do What You Want with My Body. Do what You Want with My
2: Body. Yeah. <laughs> and then the video that didn't come out, directed by like the notoriously Me Tooed Terry Richardson. Very who, like, ri- I think created like that, looking back, like really boring. American Apparel ass stripped down photo aesthetic that Mm -hmm. was like so popular at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, um, she was going under for surgery for her hip replacement. This is all things to TMZ (laughs) because they leaked part of it. And he basically like kill build her ass with all of these like dancing nurses like (laughs) while she was knocked out. So maybe that was her telling on herself a little bit, like, Hmm. maybe something happened during her hip surgery where she was programmed a little bit or something. I don't know.
1: Uh, I like that. That tend
2: to be more of the territory of, like, dentistry historically but
1: <laughs> who knows what kind of doctor of medicine uh r kelly was, was supposed to be or is maybe even to this day who knows and he felt i, I thought he was supposed to be a gynecologist i told you and i was like dude yeah i guess it makes sense i was uh, reenacting her hip surgery which is a very like psycho to go and put that trauma she's all about
2: recreating. she loves to be so self-referential
1: even to her detriment Mm-hmm. that is very true it's another kind of death drive in a sense almost it's like photocopying yourself to Olivia in this weird way where she just can't stop producing like gaga in this weird way or in this period anyway that kind of peters out a little bit after after this but like yeah R Kelly, the same choice i love the song though i think the song slabs i think it's such a good oh, vibe. It is so- <laughs> the lyrics actually the gaga part is like brilliant in the sense that it's like there's multiple reads i think on it there's and there's multiple reads on it. I think she's talking about her body in like the in the figurative sense, in the sense that she's saying like she's trying to reclaim, I guess, some kind of agency over her own identity or consciousness in, in spite of right. the fact that she's completely controlled by this apparatus that owns Lady Gaga Inc. Um, it's also like it could be slutty, right? It's like do what you want with my body with, with R. Kelly there. Um, there's almost like I don't think it's crazy, but there's almost like a Christian element to it to me. It's like a Christ-like kind of testimony of like, I don't know, like transubstantict almost like she's like trying to like transcend her body in this weird way and she talks about sacrifice self-sacrifice so it's a potent song in my opinion and the music video had the like i don't know it's like all this backlash right the whole theme of the song a little bit is like backlash i guess and like her dealing with like what the press is saying about her mm-hmm. yeah that was like a big thing in the uh, vma performance for applause too mm-hmm.
2: like where she had the pre-recorded booze mm-hmm Totally. And then I think Demi Lovato did that recently, too, which was funny. <laughs> she didn't, didn't even need to be pre-recorded for her.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, poor poot. I don't know. I just feel like uh, Gaga just, she was really obsessed. And I think she's was trying to, trying to stage manage that to a degree because it's an inevitable you know, reality that she would have your know, artistic career backlash at that point. Yeah, but she, she's trying to I, be
2: able to control like, the little bit of the narrative that she could like, mm-hmm. half of it was, like, in the public's hands. The other half of it was in whoever's hands. And then she tried to get that little sliver back with her, like, creative choices.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, really. That's really true. Yeah. And own the controversy. Like, she's picking R. Kelly just, too. Like, it's a mess that she creates. It's not something that, like... I don't know, they're like her them saying that she has a dick or whatever. You know, like she it's like mm-hmm. a which she also kind of successfully had uh, some agency over. I thought she she handled it well in the in the PR sense, I always thought, uh, those allegations, but I don't know. I feel like I don't know. So, this, so she does this performance with R. Kelly, right? It's like the American Music Awards. It's kind on of the anniversary of uh, JFK. not probably that significant, but maybe it is. Uh, it's November 22nd, like 2000. Well, like- when she dresses up in Maryland and he dresses up as the president. That it is kind of significant. Yes, you know you're probably right there, Copes, because like she dresses as like his slutty, I guess, assistant Marilyn. They do a whole sketch because I think the AMAs. I think that's a good thing. They do like a lot of production, which I've noticed Lady Gaga loves to spend money like needlessly on, Not even really spend money. They don't actually. They're, it's cheap. But like like the Wizard of austin I was talking about before was like, the cheapest Yellow Brick Road you've ever yeah. seen. In this set of Good Morning America, but she's always just like, how much money are we spending on this? And like I'll double it. You know if I feel like she's not like cannot just fucking sit there a okay. fan of the opera asked chandelier for that paparazzi
2: performance like, she <laughs> exactly. will always give a budget for her they, live performances they did not have what she that jumped movie. off the ceiling for
1: the super bowl like <laughs> okay she's not yeah. afraid to go there I've heard a theory that the Super Bowl, like her jumping off the ceiling, was another reference to the Lena Morgana uh ritual or whatever, right? Oh, like another visual reference. I had never thought of that. And I saw it on some skits out crackhead video. It was amazing. And I was like, damn, that's totally true. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, the yeah, so performance of Do What You Want, she's, uh, she's Marilyn, she's Marilyn, she's Monica Lewinsky, I guess, kind of also she's channeling that to a degree. She goes, and it's this whole weird, like, skit. They're like, they're doing Trapped in the Closet, which is like, R. Kelly's like, it's a song, quote unquote, but it's, he's just making up music and talking, basically, and doing a whole story. And it's like a continuation of that, almost. They're like, making up this story. It's so weird. And they do a very, like, charged performance of Do What You Want With My Body as the president and maryland essentially
0: american music awards yes this is an american theme performance hold please oh president kelly i want that italian i want that italian oh i want that italian coming right up robert
2: and then I guess to like get ahead of some of the backlash, was it the voice that Christina was on at the time? She does like a girl power remix with Christina Aguilera and like you said, <laughs> gives her the shadiest verse ever
1: it does she gives her the old woman bones like verse I don't know Christina was just happy to get some scraps I'm sure at that point I don't know but which also so then yeah, this I don't song. think moves like Jagger came
2: out yet so she was still struggling
1: you find some connections between JFK and Gaga that you wanted to share as well or no?
2: Oh, I don't know if it's true just because they have the same last name, but I don't think it's very common, like a, a very common last name, but like Gaga's mom, her grandparents, the one they have the last name Fairy and it was like spelled differently when they came over here or whatever but it was spelled is the same name as dave ferry the guy who joe pesci played in the oliver stone jfk oh. so that would be like a fun little deep state connection another hometown hero dave ferry i don't know that's mostly tangential
1: well i think it's a thread to investigate we should find out if is connected to JFK because, and the assassination, because she does reference it in uh, the Born This Way album. There's the Government Hooker song where she's doing Another the whole Mary Magdalene thing, but it's also kind of Marilyn Monroe and it's also, she says, like, put your hands on me, uh, John, John F-, F. Kennedy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the Terry Richardson book that she did with, <laughs> they did like a coffee table book or whatever that came out, it was the year before, I think, on November 22nd probably just a coincidence, right? But like, look, I don't know, I wanna see if there's any more because that is, um, that is interesting. Uh, (laughs) um, Kobe, we we can wrap kind of soon, I think, but like, I think we should talk a little bit about just like the aftermath, I guess, of what came like out of art pop, Um, like the era itself, you know, like it was considered a flop. It didn't really have a lot of hits, I guess. She quickly pivoted to, I think, an album you said she loved, right? Like, she's, she's, you kind of described it. What were you, Describe for me, like, how you characterize like, Lady Gaga's, like, next phase of her career. <laughs> it just seemed that it
2: was almost, like, I hate to use this word, but it was, like, a trauma response. Like, she went to, like, a passion project. She's like, I've been playing jazz since I was three years old, and Tony was the first person who knew that, or whatever. Hmm. Like, she had all of these very insane one-liners from like her jazz album. She like dressed like Cher and did Bang Bang. Like she I don't know, she like really went off the wagon and like just did like a couple creative pet projects. Then she had a whole album about her dead aunt that her dad was like, no, this didn't help me process her death, but thanks.
1: <laughs> that was that's true. Okay. That is true. I think okay so i have like a theory that like she kind of was possessed by joanne maybe like her dead aunt dies right and then like she, I, I, feel, I feel like she said that
2: like jo joanne's spirit was in me right? yes she's so, so, totally i think
1: that. she said that in five foot two yeah so she yeah she did not Mm-hmm. And it was a very bizarre, it was a very bizarre look into, uh, and it's all like constructed, right? It's like, she controls this, but it still was very bizarre. looking into Lady Gaga's, uh, I guess, life. Um, I still just really remember the grandmother just being like, why oh, is she so, like, modeling about this Joanne? Like, the grandmother, was, uh, the mother of Joanne was unmoved by her yeah. dad, uh, Lady Gaga, who never met the woman. I don't think a lot of people quite got that Joanne. Uh, yeah. I, it'd be like me writing she about She like died when she was like a teenager. Yes. I was not born yet. She did not meet this woman. <laughs> it's very strange uh, to do a whole album. Like
2: it's. Yeah, I, she I, like tried to put her own spin on like a family legend, I guess.
1: It's, it's interesting. Actually, and you love know, this is the thing. I appreciate uh, the pivot to jazz with Tony Bennett. I appreciate a Joanne, like country rock, whatever moment. Uh, but you have to keep the output consistent. You cannot just be doing that every like five years and that's all you're doing. You are a a pop star your job is to do pop music or like at this point like I said like Rihanna was doing an album uh, like almost every single year I think for like five years in a row she dropped an album like every year um like Katy Perry like at least was dropping a lot of singles like there's their big records I just feel like uh the, the competition was much more uh prolific in terms of their output you know yeah and I also think kind of like Joanne's like so I think this whole idea that she did like a death ritual on her career, she, she kind of did. People kind of thought, oh, Lady Gaga's to some extent kind of finally over. She did rebound pretty quickly. I think critically with this, uh, this jazz album she is with like Tony Bennett, but she like, uh, I don't know. Like she kind of goes through like a death phase. I feel like Joanne's like her death phase. And then she kind of has to be like reborn or as a star is born. And there's a lot of weirdness just to her doing a remake of that movie. I feel and symbolism, um, given that like, I think Judy Garland was in the, like a original one before was or? in the second yeah.
2: one and then yeah. barbara streisand was in the one in the 70s i've only seen the judy garland one and i've watched I the gaga see. one once I but see. it see. seems like this movie like every time i don't really know about the one from the 30s but this movie every time was like used to bring the actress in real life back to like their former glory. Like they tried to like resurrect Judy's career. It mm-hmm. brought uh, it brought Barbara out of a slump. And mm-hmm. I think it did bring Gaga out of her slump. Like she did like her comeback performance at the Oscars where she did like that sound of music medley and everyone was like, damn, this like can sing. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a normal dress. Like <laughs> we're surprised that she could be normal. And then she goes and like, does this movie where she's, like, a real girl, and people ate it the fuck up. hmm It's mm-hmm. so shallow. Shallow's, true. like, her most played song. Like, it surpassed Bad Romance, which is, like, so fucked
1: to say. Insane. Weird justice for hair, body, face. I mean, come on. I feel That was like... my
2: favorite one off.
1: <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. There's some good fake pop songs on. Uh, yeah. On You're right. There's the Resurrection kind of thing. There's also... <sighs> I don't know. I guess just this whole idea that she was like the avatar of like our pop and Gaga being the avatar of the end of the first kind of big age of popular music, like the end of the industry, the way it operated for a very long time. You know, Spotify does start shortly after it kind of comes into like, I guess, like popularity. Like
2: the very next year, like Mm
1: -hmm. it started in 2014. This album came out November of 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just, you're right, it fundamentally changes everything. I think a lot of people thought it would like kill the album. I, I don't think it really killed like the album per se, but it definitely changed everybody's musical listening experience, right? And it, it did lead to that oversaturation. The reason that they probably did not release all these like singles or these uh, demos and these old unreleased songs uh, to avoid, it becomes moot because it, in fact, you probably just do the opposite because there's so much content out there all of a sudden, right? Like, I don't think we would have another Lady Gaga size star in the streaming era, uh in the same way, not organically. It's hard to align people. Yeah, right. I feel like the ones who have gotten close
2: have been like very like constructed, very artificial, like mm-hmm. Billy. Her mm-hmm. parents are. I don't mm-hmm. even know what. And then mm-hmm. Doja, like mm-hmm. I know. I feel like she's faltering big time. I feel like she was. She's like trying to do like the satanic thing, but it just feels so forced.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it does,
2: it would compare. in the same way like Charlie did it, which <laughs> in itself, that, that was like forced. it was like ton in cheek, like we're all like in on the joke. Dojo was like, Dojo's like screaming like, it's not a joke, take me seriously. And then, like, okay. And she just tweets like dick and balls or something. <laughs>
1: to drop a hit she needs to bring a hit record like they say like they can't just do dick and balls they need to do also hit record like charlie XEX, it's unfortunate actually she does she does good internet content you know and she has good songs but they don't necessarily translate to a, like a hit status for yeah her but she gets critical acclaim right um and
2: these yeah, she's just like the white azalea she's like pigeoned herself into like gay music which is like fine but I don't know. I say that like it's not going to get mainstream success, but like I hear Unholy so much in public and that yeah. song is like unlistenable and it's just so faggy and so gay. <laughs> it's so successful. So like, I don't know. I think it's just the luck of the whatever audio catches fire on TikTok. And that's yeah. not a way to run an industry chasing yeah. after the opinion of 12 year olds.
1: Yeah, or trying to manufacture the opinion of 12 year olds. Yeah,
2: have like a make like a 10 second, like really catchy audio, and then build a song out of that.
1: Mm-hmm. They, and that's, everything's become designed for, yeah, these are like kind of shorter songs, definitely more gimmicky-oriented, drama-oriented. Also, a lot of the popular trends are to, like, base things off of, like, real life uh, gossip and, like, things going on in the artist's life. Uh, Taylor Swift, I think, modeled that, but I think, uh, I don't know, It just that seems, like, very prevalent. And Gaga is, like, the antithesis of that. I feel like everything's... She does reference, like, herself through her music, but not, like, as a person. We don't get a sense... Yeah.
2: It's it's like a like a subject or like or visually at least.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's always she's almost she's yeah she's self referencing the the construct of Lady Gaga but not like herself. It's not human almost in in many ways. The plastic doll. There's a whole song where she's like I'm a plastic doll basically. I'm microchipped. You know she's Uh basically. Uh, to it and i know nothing i'm not saying she's microchipped literally but in a sense like she has probably no real agency over her uh movements in many ways i think she is probably is a prisoner of this corporation that she works for lady gaga like she these managers there's so many stakeholders that benefit from her uh being alive and doing whatever they need her to do that is certain it really does become a prison and of course it's a nice like luxurious prison um like i don't know like when she tweeted that and then angel mommy was like facts girl (laughs) she
2: tweeted famous a prison Oh, my goodness. That was awesome.
1: Deep cut. But, like, yeah. Child, oh, my gosh. He has a mommy. I haven't thought about her in a minute. Uh, yeah, know, but it is it, a prison. And, like, and Gaga is, I think, drunk Alone, I think she's a drunk. I don't know. I, I keep saying this. My evidence for this is she, she What kind of... Loaded many times in uh, in the past, I guess there was a Mm -hmm. not the Super Bowl year that she did the the following year. I believe it was she did a concert uh, the night before the Super Bowl. So it was like um, like, I don't know, just some event that was at whatever city it was in. I forget. And I remember I was like listening to it and I was like her her banter in between, which can be pretty Gaga's banter can be a little wonky. sometimes, it's kind of goofy. She said a slurry, and I was like, "This woman's a drunk." Um, and I just picture her just like drunk in her Malibu house, like not writing music or recording songs, just waiting for texts from like Joe Biden or whatever to tell her what uh, you know country to fly to next to do a benefit concert for. Half drunk, like I think that's like high of her life, and it's sad because I think uh, she was meant speak a greater artist and I think she she's a victim I think of a a, a bigger uh, thing than she is like you know the perpetrator of it you know
2: yeah I think she needs she just needs to go back on the coke like she was (laughs) so much more fun so much skinnier (laughs) even when she was in her little pothead era when she had Lindsay Lohan over and Lindsay stole a bunch of her jewelry from her apartment like when she did the Mary Jane Holland like That was fun, like go back on drugs, like stop
1: drinking. It is so true. It is so true. And stop faking your dog's death. I don't think her dogs, I, I, whatever happened there, I think it may uh, have been a little yeah. sacrifice. Uh, I know I know Arabella's death hit her hard. That's her, her horse, which I have to say her horse was named Arabella. I just think it's interesting. There's a group called Arabella Partners and they are like a huge funder of like all kinds of democratic uh, initiatives and, and candidates. Yeah, you can look into Arabella Partners. I, I'm like, is there a connection there? I, Maybe, maybe not. It's interesting because uh, she is so uh, involved in, in party politics, at least. Um, I don't know. Could we, like just this woman? I feel I do. I feel bad kind of for her. I do wish she would go back on drugs or right or just be more productive. I, sh- I probably shouldn't advocate for that per se, but it would be <laughs> I don't know. You know, whatever, it's not gonna hurt. She should at least, yeah, they need like a Malibu that's like reverse Malibu promises, like for celebrities where they like go to go off drugs, but it's like kind of managed maybe for them. Like Gaga could probably benefit from just like a controlled uh, environment like that with a piano and just a, a bunch of bags there. I guess on like just the, the post-wave I guess like these uh, like Azalea Banks we mentioned like Grimes there's a lot of these artists I think somehow indirectly maybe benefited from art pop uh, in an unacknowledged way it kind of like made things more psychedelic it kind of scrambled things even more like it really was a kind of a, an extension of the project that Lady Gaga was doing in terms of like disrupting how they like we thought about pop stars I guess and how the industry yeah. things what's your take on like that like post-wave? I- I think, well, Azalea especially, like, she
2: was supposed to be on Art Pop. Mm -hmm. And there was like, this whole, like, one of her many Twitter beefs with Gaga. Like, (laughs) Gaga said she had, like, an attitude problem. And I know she's another one you could do, like, a whole thing about, that she's, like, also a victim of whatever this cabal is. Like, with Russell Crowe giving her the hard R and spitting on her at an Oscars party. And that's another one who just had, like, so much potential and... She was a little too free spirited and didn't play ball as well as she should have or could have. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she does a little witchcraft on the side as well. Um, Yeah. I I don't know
2: if she's going to do that in Miami with those new floors. Now that she like owns the house, I don't think she's going to be slicing (laughs) any chickens. I just think that now artists don't really have the freedom to become what gaga did they're already on like step four they're already like a democratic party product when they become famous they're already like Mm -hmm. a couple steps ahead of her in the like lack of freedom process Mm -hmm. i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know i just don't i just don't think we're gonna see artists like that and i don't think we'll see like such an mk ultra pop star as britney spears again
1: Hmm. No, because it will be AI next time. They'll just go full, like, synthetic, probably. But that think-
2: was something Gaga tried to do as one of the openers for the R-Pop Ball Tour. Like, she had Hatsani Miku, or however the hell you say it, like, that oh, yeah, um, yeah. J-Pop hologram. Totally. So, like, she yeah. tried so many of these things that we thought were out there, and now you have, like, that AI TikToker, Michaela or whatever. Like, yeah, now yeah. they're just, like... Mm. Commonplace, but still like seen like seen with derision. They were like first like right. exposed during this album cycle, which is like weird to think about.
1: It's true. There's a whole techno I've seen techno humanism, but like yeah, transhumanist AIL do mm. I mean tech is I think one of the pillars of art, pop, art, music, no sex pop i don't know i feel like tech is definitely supposed to be a part of this kind of project she definitely expressed that uh, in addition to like a collaboration with uh with the art world or whatever right um and yeah, art- she
2: had like that um company company in quotes that was like a failed venture called tech house instead of like house of gaga yeah. like where they like made the moving dress and they like, made a couple outfits for her and that shuttered after two years too it seems like 2015 they're like, all right, you're going to pump the brakes. We got to get you out there for Hillary. Cut yeah. the shit. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, they thought it was going to be a temporary pause. They get her out there to campaign for the Clinton administration and then we get back to work and maybe things changed. Uh, maybe that's what explains her entire career, actually. I don't know, is that Trump <laughs> Trump won? Although it seems like, yeah, and in some ways it's funny because Joanne almost feels like a, a pandering to like MAGA. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. And I, really I think cool a star is born even more so.
1: Mm-hmm. And she's like,
2: okay, this is America now. I, I got to still make money. I still hey, got to eat. Hey,
1: I mean, I mean, even the Super Bowl performance where she uh, starts when she's on that roof before she mimics the Lena Morgana fall by jumping in, she sings like, what, America the Beautiful? And um, I forget the other one, the, the Woody Guthrie song, uh, This Land is Our Land, or whatever. So she sings yeah. kind of like a, a populist, leftist, coded baby like song and a more uh, traditional song.
0: everybody that I love and say goodbye now I'm the princess of a downtown train where everybody here they know my game but when I walk down the street I hear them say there she goes that crazy girl she thinks she's some.
1: Um, Koei, this has been an epic, super-charged, mega-episode, art-pop, double-whammy-exclusive workshop, like the the title, I think. Um, But this has been a pleasure. I really appreciated talking with you. We'll have to talk again sometime soon. We should do some investigation into this uh, JFK world. But there's a lot of, I think, these other artists. I think Grimes is another lead. I I would love to have you back sometime to talk about some of these uh, other threads that we've been uncovering lately. Oh, absolutely. I feel like we could do but I feel like we can do entire episodes on like
2: those two alone.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And she's like been in the media recently. Like she went on true and on, I may have had something to do with that. I may have tagged brace and got her on there. That episode was kind of meh, but I, I just love her. I want nothing but the best for her. Same, 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 same. I love it. And I love that she's like Black Gwyneth Paltrow now. She's selling like sauna blankets, <laughs> all these crazy
1: STs. I'm going to buy all that shit. Like, <laughs> Were you a fan of Bussy Boy soap when uh, she was in her soap making era? I never tried it. <laughs> same. I, I heard it worked. I heard it was an amazing product, but it was uh, also. She,
2: people it- would like send her pictures of
1: their spread apart asshole and she would post it <laughs> I, on the website. I uh, I thought had blocked some of those out, but some very yeah. spot images just came flooding back. She, <laughs> like if Gaga was for the gays, like what the fuck was she? It's only really like, for the faggots. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking love her. She is uh, she is one of a kind. I wish she put out more music. as Another one who you know just uh, yeah, completely difficult to work with. We can definitely uh, we can definitely deep dive into <laughs> into that world because. um she's a fascinating one katie perry is someone who i don't even like, like that much but her material is just rife with all the same kind of shit with like uh, lady gaga so she's another fascinating she started off as like a christian singer
2: katie cool. hudson like yeah her career trajectory is so interesting and cool. she just totally like just fell off so hard <laughs> tried to work with me like god love her she went from like tying the thrillers record for like most number one singles or whatever to we haven't heard from her in like seven years with like a decent song it's insane what happened to her
1: it is but i feel like again i feel like it's all sometimes that it's a little engineered i feel like they were done with Katy perry maybe i don't Mm -hmm. know Because although I liked the witness, I liked a couple of those songs. I don't know. I thought the one with Migos wasn't even that bad. I don't know. Uh, But that was an interesting cancellation. I think it was done at the
2: wrong time because it was like at the it was when like cancellation and cultural appropriation was on its like upswing, and now everyone wants Miley to make another bangers. So like the
1: pendulum has just swung back so hard. true it's so true the big wheel keeps on turning as as it said um kobe where can people find you on the internet uh you can find me on twitter at
2: the digital dago it's one of my favorite slurs for my people (laughs) um but yeah i occasionally post you'll see me there more of a reply guy i i don't really have much to say on current events that was more of a 2016 to 2019 Kobe but I don't need to comment on every every current thing you guys got that
1: Fair, fair enough. You've been doing a lot of good research on uh, some pretty schizo topics, I guess, but it's all uh, fascinating stuff. So I think you should keep that up uh, for sure, Gobi. And I, I can't use, I'm afraid to use Dago. Honestly, I think I think Italians are the scariest race, to be perfectly honest. I will not insult an Italian. I will say
2: the, the men end. are kind of pussy, but
1: it's, it's <laughs> a fun language because they have like five different ways to say "vagin." <laughs> you, uh, you will have to come back and teach us at least three <laughs>